Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl. Thanks for joining me again this week. I'd like to draw your attention to Exodus chapter 16. I think we're all familiar, or most of us are familiar, with the exodus of the Jews from Egypt. When God brought plagues upon Egypt to try to get Pharaoh to let his people go, but Pharaoh's heart, he just kept hardening it more and more and more. Eventually, God freed his people by parting the Red Sea. When the Red Sea rejoined, it took out Pharaoh's armies. The Israelites at that point in chapter 15 of Exodus, they sing a song to God. They praise him for what he's done. They've seen the plagues. They've seen what God did at the Red Sea. They've experienced his mighty hand of deliverance. Now, at the end of chapter 15 in Exodus, even though they've been saved and they're rejoicing, they're still in need. They have a physical need. They're thirsty. They find a bitter well. But God sweetens that for them. In fact, chapter 15 ends with the Israelites in an oasis, a place with plenty of water, plenty of palm trees. So the start of 16 has the Israelites leaving this place and entering the wilderness. And if we go to verse 3, we hear the people say, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So we have the beginnings, or I don't want to say beginnings because it's not the first time they grumbled, but there's another round of grumbling over being in the wilderness and not having food. And what did the people say? Oh, if God had just killed us back in Egypt when we were well fed and not hungry and happy. When you read that short description in verse 3 there of what the experience for the Israelites was in Egypt, if you didn't know any better, if you didn't know their history, you'd think that Egypt was a place where they were well taken care of. At least they were well fed, that's what they're missing, right? In this moment, they're missing all that good food. But for those who know the whole story, we know that the Israelites' time in Egypt was one of captivity, bondage, slavery. So how could it possibly make sense that just because they're hungry or they're thirsty, that they're wishing to be back in that place? This is just another example of how relevant Old Testament scripture is to us, of how similar we are to these ancient people who lived so long ago in a place so different from where a lot of us live. Their grumblings here should sound familiar to you and to me. We are seeing people go through a time of physical need, a time of the flesh desiring something that it does not have in the moment. Their need is real, they're hungry, and they're thirsty. But their perspective is skewed. These people just saw God deliver them in how many miraculous ways. God actually just provided water for them, right? In the previous verses, he placed them in an oasis. So the idea that God can't meet their need or that God isn't going to meet their need should be pretty absurd at this point. I feel like they've gotten enough proof of God's provision, God's faithfulness to his people, not to worry. But the flesh has arisen, and when that flesh starts grumbling, the mouths start grumbling. And now what they're wishing for is to be back in a place where that flesh, that physical need, can be satisfied. 
but their description of their time in Egypt, again, it's a skewed perspective. It wasn't this great wonderful time of just sitting around and having your belly full. It wasn't a great time at all. They were slaves. I don't think we can even imagine how the Israelites were treated in that place by those people. Yet they seem to be okay ignoring all of that. And what they miss is the fact that we were well fed there. It's almost like they're saying, well, the Egyptians fed us well, better than our God will, or better than our God can. They're definitely drawing a comparison between current circumstance and their previous circumstance. They have a physical need that God can meet. And instead of deciding, okay, he's obviously met every other need, he's freed us, let's wait on the Lord patiently to meet this need. Instead of pursuing God for it, they wish that they were back in bondage because in that place, in their eyes, their needs had been met. But we know that Egypt was not a good place for them. They knew that Egypt was not a good place for them. Yet in this moment, they're willing to make this statement. What they're saying is, we're okay giving up our freedom for the sake of some meat and some bread. We're okay going back in bondage just for some water. They're looking back the way Lot's wife did and shouldn't have. They're looking back and they're saying, wow, we kind of had it good back there, didn't we? When that was a place of bondage, that was a place of slavery, that was a place that God thought was so bad for them that he did so many miraculous acts to free them. Yet there they want to return because they found some pleasure there. And isn't that why we sometimes look back at our times of bondage, the things that Christ set us free from, and maybe we reminisce in a way we shouldn't. Maybe there are pleasures of the world back there that we had when we were bound. And we say, oh man, but that kind of was nice. My flesh still wants that. And in our minds, we start thinking that maybe compromising on our freedom to get a little more of that back isn't such a terrible thing. But what we're doing is we're telling God that we can't trust him to handle that need. We can't trust him to show us a way out from that temptation. We can't trust him to provide what we really need, what we really need from him. Instead, we'd rather look back. We'd rather turn back. We'd rather go back to the time when we were slaves to the flesh, slaves to sin, because we see some pleasure there. It's not a new story. It's been repeated over and over and over again in God's people, whether in the Israelites or in the grafted in church. In reading over that verse, I feel like God, I think, I feel, I don't know what word I want to use, but I hear God saying, don't look back at that time of bondage and reminisce about anything. You shouldn't miss anything from that time. You're free now and I can provide everything that you need. The Israelites didn't get that, and they wouldn't get it for years. And even today, God's chosen people, the Jews, how many of them are still waiting for a Messiah who already came? A Messiah they condemned and continue to condemn to this day. Don't look back in fondness for that time when you weren't walking with God. Because as good as some of those things seemed back then or felt back then, God freed you from that life for a reason. There was no benefit to you. It wasn't good for you. It's not where he wants you to be. All we need to do, no matter what our circumstances look like through this walk of faith, no matter how bad it looks like things get, no matter what our needs are, God wants us to look forward to him 
and how he's going to provide, how he's going to deliver. That's what we should be looking at. Let us not look back in fondness at the way life was, because it's not that way anymore for a reason. God's given us new life. Instead, let us look forward to every hope we have in him. Let us look forward to the miracles that he will do to continue to provide and deliver. Father God, we love you. We thank you, God, for taking us out of the bondage we were in, setting us free, giving us the ability and the desire to say no when tempted by the flesh, by sin. Father, we would ask you to encourage us, to strengthen our faith, God, to remind us that no matter how bleak our circumstances might look like today as we walk this Christian walk, there's nothing that you can't handle. There's nothing you can't provide. There's nothing you can't fix. There's no chain you can't break. Father, keep us faithful and keep us wise and sober-minded, understanding that the way life was back then is not the way we want life to be. Father God, that we would not look back at those days with any kind of fondness, that we wouldn't miss, Lord, what we had then, because we have everything now in you. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.